Welcome back to Brain to Blaze, a weekly podcast about epilepsy, by epileptics, for epileptics, and their caretakers. I'm your host, David Clifford. In the follow-up to our last episode, today we review the different classifications of seizures in more detail. My hope is that this podcast can provide insights that listeners just can't get through existing support structures. In the last episode, we covered the difference between focal versus generalized seizures. In this episode, we will break down these two classifications further. But first, we'll be right back after a message from our new sponsor. If you're sick of movies with robotic arms, walks through Middle Earth, or employees leaving doors open for dinosaurs, get ready for a new movie based on an old Hollywood trope that has been used more than all of those combined. In a world where good screenwriters are a premium. And strange medical jargon just confuses the audience. This guy's got a blown right pupil and an endo-occipital dislocation, open book pelvis, a large open abdominal wound. Comes a movie that is based on a Hollywood trope that has already been used in every medical drama ever. The seizure. When a patient's serious condition I have some bad news, Tommy. It's your inside. Suddenly turns more serious. Oh no, what's going on? He's seizing. Nurse! The seizure will rear its ugly head to ensure that audience pays attention for as much as five minutes. I'm here now, Tommy. I'll always be here. Watch as the patient overcomes the seemingly unovercomable condition that has spawned the seizure in the first place. Everybody's depending on me to be there at that football championship spelling bee. Share the patient's confidence that can only be built by winning a battle with the original condition. I'm so proud of you, Tommy. While ignoring the effects of just what having a seizure does to your body and mind. Thanks, Doc. My insights feel great. Be sure to seize the day in theaters, and especially on TV, this summer, and every other summer to the end of time. You guys know that epilepsy is a real thing, right? And if you have a seizure, you lose your license to drive for at least a year. So why is the classification of seizures so important to all of us? Just like software engineers have programming languages, and attorneys have legalese, doctors Nurses and pharmacists share a common nomenclature concerning seizures. Understanding the basics of their classification system allows us to plug in to a system that is already in place, rather than requiring a neurologist to continuously translate or even dumb down to layman's terms. We can have the doctor use their native language to answer questions. The expectation is that no patient will become truly fluent in medical jargon. I mean, who'd want to? But any world traveler will tell you that a lot of information can be communicated with just a few basic sayings, a cheery attitude, and a lot of pointing. If you remember from our last episode, Focal seizures affect only a small portion of the brain on one side, 
This type is one of the hardest types to diagnose because the person experiencing one often looks like they are just daydreaming. If you look closely, they might perform repetitive movements. Some of the more obvious ones are chewing, swallowing, clenching of the jaw, or grinding of their teeth. Focal seizures can also occur with or without a loss of consciousness. One should be wary about tingling sensations, even jerking of a body part, or an immense feeling of deja vu. Oh, deja vu. What did you just say? Nothing, just a little deja vu. What did you see? What happened? A black cat went past us, and then another that looked just like it. How much like it? Was it the same cat? Might have been, I'm not sure. Switch, APOC. What is it? A deja vu is usually a glitch in the matrix. It happens when they change something. Also in our last episode, we described generalized seizures. Unlike focal seizures, generalized seizures affect both halves of the brain. For example, opsound seizures, or what your great aunt might have called petite mall seizures, are very common in children. What a spectator might view is that a child will be holding a toy, looking at it, and then putting the toy down, and then picking it up to start playing with it again. It looks very much like buffering when we watch a video online, where things just basically stop and then restart when it comes back up. A tonic seizure causes muscles in the back, arms, or legs to suddenly stiffen. This can actually cause one to fall to the ground. The movement is quite similar to a pencil balanced on the tip falling to lay flat on a desk. If you can imagine one's head is an oversized kid's eraser connected to the tip of that pencil, you can understand how dangerous a fall from a height like that can be. As you can guess from the name, an atonic seizure, also called a drop seizure, is similar. Rather than muscles suddenly stiffening, they suddenly relax. One's body suddenly goes limp. In both tonic and atonic seizures, bruising in the head, shoulders, hips, and elbows is quite common. A myoclonic seizure is associated with a sudden jerk of one's arms and legs. Without the myo, a clonic seizure is associated with a longer-lasting, rhythmic contractions of the muscles. Wait, what is a tonic-clonic seizure then? Just like ordering coffee at your local store, most of these terms can be combined to provide a better description of the overall experience. I'd like to get a large half-calf scalded almond milk latte, four pumps vanilla, one pump cinnamon with an extra half shot, sweetened with agave nectar at 167 degrees with room for cream. As an example, a tonic-clonic seizure is one with a sudden onset of rigid muscles, an abrupt loss of consciousness, usually resulting in a fall to the ground, combined with a rhythmic jerking motions. In this case, one might bite their tongue or even lose control of their bladder. The terms focal onset and generalized onset are actually new labels provided in a 2017 revamp of the naming classification by the International League Against Epilepsy. As you can imagine, most documentation does not abide by the new naming convention. Here are a few antiquated terms that you might run into when you're 
reading other documentation. Petite versus Grand Mall. We already hinted at this. Petite Mall are now called focal, while Grand Mall are called generalized. Simple versus complex. These terms are associated with the ability for the person to be aware during the seizure. Simple means they are aware when the seizure is going on, whereas complex means their impaired awareness. Here's a takeaway though. When accepting advice from others regarding seizures, try to get a clear understanding of the class of seizures they experience. Information for one class of seizures might not be as useful for another. I know this episode was dense with terms. I would love to hear any questions you have in the show's comments. Or reach out to us on Twitter. Hopefully we can answer them. If we can't, maybe that will spawn a whole new episode. If you liked today's show, please help us by giving a 5-star rating on iTunes or wherever you download your content. One small click really does help. See you next time.